0: John Lynch having his annual pre-draft press conference. What did he say about the 49ers potentially trading up, down? Trey Lance, could he be gone? Brandon Ayuk, what about Nick Bosa? Ask that question as well. Uh, all of John Lynch's comments, what to take away from what he didn't say as well, because as we all know, it is currently lying season as we approach the 2023 NFL draft. Coming up on today's locked on 49ers. <laughs> You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BDPeacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for subscribing. Hit the... Button, Welcome to all the new listeners as well. I know draft week, we get a lot of folks coming in trying to get draft takes and, and all of that. So we appreciate the long time everydayers and we appreciate the new folks. And hey, stick around and be an everydayer yourself with us five days a week all through the offseason. And of course, all through the season and the postseason, which has been a lot of fun for the 49ers in recent history. All right, Croc, John Lynch taking the podium, talking pre-draft stuff. And I think the biggest topic was probably the Trey Lance rumors and the Trey Lance stuff, right? Is he going to be traded at some point, maybe on draft night, maybe before the draft, maybe after the draft, not many days left before the draft. Uh, Since it is draft week, happy draft week, everybody out there. Um, What was your, your biggest takeaway with the, with his comments on, on Trey Lance in the quarterback position?
1: Well, first shout out to the 49ers media. I mean, that was the question out the gate. I- immediately it was about yeah, Trey Lance as, as it should be, right? I mean, is Trey Lance, is Brock Purdy. I mean, they've taken over, are a lot of our topics throughout this offseason, and you assume that it would keep going. But there's actually a lot of takeaways I have from it. I'd say if there's one very big one, it was that they like or love Brock Purdy so much that it's like, ah, we're not going to look into Lamar Jackson. And he kind of tried to like, I don't want to say backtrack, but try to downplay it because of maybe the roster and the salary and kind of yeah I, so that whole thing I Do you have the...
0: I have the quote here on that one. And he said, basically, we seem to be linked to everything. I can tell you how convicted we are on Brock and this group of guys, Brock and the group of guys. It's like right. Huey Lewis and the news, right? Prince right. and the revolution, the new power generation. Uh, we're not doing our job if we're not looking into things. A lot is limited by how the roster is set up. So, what he's saying there is, you know, maybe we check in on things, but we get Lamar Jackson, we lose too much of our roster. So it's not something we can do. We want to stay cheap at quarterback and they love them. Some Brock Purdy.
1: I, I have an, an, a thought on that. And, and the way I just feel like if you don't have like that franchise guy, you should be trying to find him regardless of if you might lose a guy down the line. That's just my thoughts. Like I, we, we've seen other teams do this with their franchise guys. Right. I mean, with, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, didn't we think, like, oh, man, you got Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have to lose some guys. And maybe eventually they lost Tyreek Hill. But I don't think they lost Tyreek Hill because they just o- o- overall, like, just could not sign him. It was just like, mm, yeah, we'll get rid of you. But our quarterback's so damn good. It's not going to matter. We still got Travis Kelsey. We still got, uh, uh you know, Weapon Reed. They're still finding other receivers that are contributing. They still want a Super Bowl without him. So it's like, whatever. We'll lose you. We'll still be fine because our quarterback is that good. So – that's my only kind of pushback again. I see where he's coming from with that. Whereas I like, hey man, we like Brock Purdy so much that we're willing to do these things. But in my opinion, and somebody else might be a little think a little different because they want their quarterback to play a certain way. And there are people that would probably really like to have Brock Purdy over 49er fans. They would rather have Brock Purdy over Lamar because their styles. But at the end of the day, Purdy ain't Lamar Jackson. You know, and oh, no, no. So, so, so just in my opinion, if you can get a quarterback with that type of stature, I feel like you really look into it. And I saw my guy Grant Cohen on Twitter, so I'm not going to take his uh thunder on what he said, but he said, mm, kind of reminds me of when they said, you know, they like uh, uh uh Kirk Cousins so much and they were so convicted on getting Kirk Cousins, they ain't looking to uh, Patrick Mahomes. And obviously, we don't at that time, you didn't know what Mahomes was going to be, but you know what Lamar Jackson is. And,
0: and they liked Jimmy Garoppolo so much that they didn't they didn't entertain Tom Brady,
1: right? So I mean, they you know, hey, I I understand where they're coming from, and I think our listeners are going to understand where they're coming from. But at the end of the day, I feel like if you have an opportunity, and maybe they just didn't have an opportunity to get them, but if you do have an opportunity to get a guy like Lamar Jackson, and that's on the table, I think you have to do more than your due diligence.
0: And, and also. I totally see where they would be coming from from this angle, and that is that they would be kind of admitting defeat and completely flipping the entire process, the entire plan of their roster, because trading more picks for another quarterback, admitting defeat there. Um,
1: They've already admitted changing, defeat, though. Changing That's the, the
0: roster. Well, I mean, they're, they're we'll it's still it, but... working. It's accidentally working, but it's still working. This would be a complete other change, even away from Purdy. Right? Like,
1: why do they stop playing it safe? Because that's what they do a lot. They're aggressively.
0: They're aggressively safe because they're still doing things and they're still making. They're still swinging for the fences, but I don't know. They 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 do have a little bit of a blind spot at quarterback. I mean,
1: like you know, Hargreaves is not like signing Hargraves is not playing it safe. Maybe even trading for Jimmy Garoppolo's second round pick, middle of the year, or going to get trailer. Like that's not. Necessarily playing the same, but they're, they've had these different opportunities where, it, like, hey, we can be more aggressive with doing this. Even we're going to get Matthew Stafford. If you like Matthew Stafford that much, go get him.
0: <laughs> that was a weird one. The Matthew Stafford one was weird. They were aggressive getting a McCaffrey, too. So they've definitely been aggressive. They they move around when they feel like they need to. The Stafford one was weird. They are just like, oh, eh, Stafford. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, shoot, there went Matt Stafford. He just went to the Rams, and we're both. We're everyone's in Cabo right now. You know that all was right. that was a really weird one, and then it made him feel like, oh shoot, now we got to do something. It was like, well, Stafford was right there. Did Stafford really not want the 49ers? and it was a McFay Stafford thing? Uh I, That I I, w- I still need to know a lot more about that off season. That whole off season is like, what is going on right now? Because the reporting the, the reporting is is kind of filled in some gaps, but definitely not all of them. Like, who made the decision to trade up in March? Was that just John and Kyle by themselves? And they walked into work on Mondays like, "Hey, we trade up, guys!" And everyone's like, "What? You did what?" Jed York's like, uh, "Excuse me, did you not consult me before you did this?" You know, uh, that's the way that whole move felt, and it felt like they were—it was kind of like the tail was wagging the dog a little bit that off season, and that they—they they were really overreactive to some other things. That—that's so, the way it felt with the whole trade up.
1: So I think that might be again, maybe I worded it wrong when I say. They play it safe because they do go do things. But I feel like when it's that one thing that's like, and this is more difficult, right, to go all in on, uh, uh you know, really pursuing an Aaron Rodgers, really pursuing a Matthew Stafford, really pursuing a Lamar Jackson. They typically say, oh, no, well, we kind of like our guy in house. And it's like, well, you saw the Rams say that. Well, they like Jared Goff. Like Jared Goff, Jared Goff, people act like he's just this Bum of a quarterback, he won a lot of games with the uh, uh, the damn Rams, a lot, and went to a Super Bowl, and then and went to how many playoff appearances, and then went to the Lions, and people are looking at the Lions now through a different lens because they have Jared Goff, and even then it's like, yeah, okay, well he could win games, he could do this, but like he's not Matthew Stafford, he's just not him. So what I, what was I do to get Matthew Stafford? We're gonna go get him. And I feel like the 49ers, when they've been given that kind of opportunity, where it's like, yeah, we like Jimmy G. Like, Jimmy G's solid. Man, we went to – but, like, are we going to do something that's going to put us over the top at that position? And it's not trading for a quarterback that you don't know. Obviously, that is aggressive, and, man, you hope he hits the ceiling. But you got Lamar Jackson, and it's like – or you know, you have an opportunity to get him. And, like, he changes a lot. And I feel like there's a lot of people that haven't truly watched Lamar Jackson. I think there are people that know what he's capable of doing, and then they go with more of the narrative around him. It, it, go watch Lamar Jackson play. And then you tell me if it's worth losing a player. And y'all don't even know what player that is. You might lose a player. We don't even know who. But tell me if it's worth it when you go watch him play again. Dude's amazing. It, 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 unanimous MVP.
0: The, 99 thing,
1: overall Matt. like oh, right. that's him
0: so another thing that happens is you'll be surprised Croc. probably getting a feedback from fans because fans like their guys and treating draft picks is one thing because there's nobody attached to him but if you say okay number 97 is gone and and fans oh, will say no i got a 97 that. jersey i don't care if it's a quarterback that's what they'll say i'm just telling you Croc. And i don't even think you gotta, gotta be that.
1: that i think we threw that hypothetical out there like hey what would you do but it wouldn't even be that it's Give up these two first round picks and you'll lose a player because, man, okay, we got to move some stuff around and we might not be able to pay this player that. But when you have a quarterback that can like play above the XO and still is going to have a terrific team around him again, we're talking about the the Kansas City Chiefs who, and I don't watch Lamar Jackson go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes, like he's like that, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And okay, we, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he lost. A Tyreek Hill, and it did not matter. They still won the Super Bowl. And Lamar Jackson is that type of quarterback. Obviously, everything's not great or peachy in Baltimore, but he's won a bunch of games. And they go 14 and two one year. Like you you put him on this 49ers team, especially as is, because I don't think that one player we're talking about potentially losing, I don't think you lose that player yet. It might just be like. It would be more.
0: Well, they would have to do something, probably restructures, which would strain them later in the future. uh, and, And maybe they don't lose a player now. But um they, they would probably have You know, they probably wouldn't sign Hargrave because that'd be part of the plan. Uh, you know, maybe you lose more players later, not so many now. Maybe you can't do the iuc Debo thing, which we'll get into next year, uh, which is a big comment.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> what What we talking
0: about? Um, wh- one more devil's advocate on that. What what they love Brock Purdy. Do what do they think Brock Purdy is, Croc? Actually, I'm gonna let you merit in on that. What do you think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan think Brock Purdy is? I want you to answer that question next. And more reading between the lines on what Lynch said, what John Lynch didn't say, who's available, who's not available in trade during the 2023 NFL draft. And what exactly John Lynch is looking for in the players he does draft next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel. Oh, those tasty NFL draft props, Crocker, up at FanDuel. There's so many. There's new ones every day at FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Let me tell you about some of these uh, props. How about this one? Over, under, four and a half total quarterbacks drafted in round one. I'm going to take the under easy on that. I'm not buying on some of this hand and hooker stuff, but you know, there's a lot of it out there. And four and a half is the number. Give me the under on four and a half quarterbacks drafted in round one. Total number of running backs, one and a half. Tight ends, wide receivers, defensive backs, offensive linemen. Uh, you can put player draft position props in. You can uh, build your own parlays at FanDuel. It is so much fun and not just football props, although fit football futures for uh, 2024 or 2023 NFL season as well are up there. Major League Baseball all summer long, right? Uh, so much fun. Hockey, golf. NBA playoffs, boxing, snooker. If you know what snooker is, you can bet on it at FanDuel as well. So get on over to FanDuel right now. And new customers, step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Don't miss out on your chance right now to get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, Croc. What do you think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan think Brock Purdy is and could become?
1: Kirk Cousins. You think that? Yes.
0: I think they think this is a better player than Kirk Cousins. That's what I think. You think so? I don't know if I don't know if he is, but I I believe that they think he is because they're treating him like somebody who's going to be better than what Kirk Cousins. Is.
1: Well, I, I think Kyle thought Kirk Cousins is better than Kirk Cousins is.
0: That's true. So, OK, so so yeah, so Kyle's vision of Kirk Cousins is what you think Kyle thinks Brock Purdy is, which correct. is better than our version of what Kirk Cousins is.
1: C- correct. OK. And and I think he sees and again Bob Purdy played very well in his offense. And he sees what Purdy did. And it was like, well, yeah, that like, of course, this is what cousins would look like as well. Where and I saw uh shout out to my guy Larry Kruger. I saw him rattle off some numbers where it was like, number one and in the field, number one and in the field, right? So it's like, hey, I got the offense. I just need my Kirk Cousins. I need this the guy with this type of ability to do these things. And man, it's gonna catapult this offense, or we're gonna be doing XYZ. We're gonna do these things will and that's my guy and i think that's the i have my thoughts (laughs) so croc is
0: a a noted brock purdy hater for the for the new listeners to locked on 49ers (laughs) no he's not but i've not really heard this i kind of want you to expand on it a little bit because uh, i think most people that watch brock purdy are closer to where kyle and john are where they're like This was the best offense in the league when he was in there. First in touchdowns, first in passer rating, first in air. Like this This was the best team in the NFL once Brock Purdy jumped into the lineup. Are you worried about the elbow? or Are you worried that maybe there's there's a ceiling there that we're going to realize isn't quite as high as what people are hoping and that what we saw last year was a very small sample and uh, it's not going to look like that every year, especially when teams get a book on you.
1: I'm actually not worried about the elbow at all. I just look at guys with like that type of ability and for you, it's almost like hall of fame or Kirk cousins and whatever version of him or Matt Jones. Right. So yeah. Mac Jones. And again, I will never ever, ever be the person that say that this person's ceiling is X, Y, Z, because I've seen uh, Drew Brees. Like I've seen Tom Brady. I've seen these guys where maybe not, the most freakishly talented guys, but there's something that gets them to play at a level that is extremely high. I think everybody that's listened to this podcast right now, including me, would have taken Drew Brees all day, every day at his peak uh, on the 49ers. And if you told me that, hey, Kyle thinks that this is his version of not just Kirk Cousins, who we feel like is more of a tier three type quarterback, but now nah, i like Kyle thinks he's Drew Brees. And if that's the case, then I could see why he looks at him this way. And we're also talking about Purdy for one year. He can continue to get better. But I also feel like Mac Jones, a lot of people think that we didn't like Mac Jones or that I ain't like Mac Jones. That is not the case. I just would not have taken Mac Jones top five. I yes, thought too. Mac Jones.
0: Mac Jones at three was insanity. Trading up for Mac Jones at three was another level of insanity. I didn't even like Mac Jones at 12. Right. But Mac but, Jones at the top of the second round.
1: Cool. Good quarterback. Yeah. Right. Like, hey, this is a good quarterback. I feel like he could do a lot of stuff that we see. And it might look a little different, but just in essentially essentially like how the offense moves, I thought he'd be good. If you ask 49 fans after his rookie year how they felt about Mac Jones, ah, uh, uh, should have should have drafted Mac Jones. Now ask them how they feel about Mac Jones now. Although he's not a great situation, but just hey, man, how you feel about Mac Jones? Oh, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. Like, How do you flip on him so fast? Well, you flip on him so fast because you start to see some weird stuff. And he actually has some weird stuff that started at the end of his rookie year. Just decision-making bad or or uh, yelling at coach, like just some weird stuff, right? <laughs> weird stuff. But ultimately, I look at those guys and I feel like they're kind of in that same class. the Brock Purdy's of the world, the uh, Kirk Cousins of the world. Like these guys that are like in my head, he's a tier three quarterback. Like he's in the Jimmy Garoppolo uh tier. He's in the car tier. Like to me, he's just that kind of guy. So if I have a guy that I'm able to get that's in more of a tier one slash tier two, well, I want that guy over the tier three guy. And and I so that's not for me to say I know Fortnite fans are gonna take it this way, you know, but I'm not saying this guy is bad at all. I think Brock Purdy plays some pretty dang good football. Like you said, some of the better football we've seen play uh with the 49ers. But I also look at this team. I look at the circumstance. I see how everything laid out. I'm like, man, he did an amazing job of taking advantage of that. He 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 really did. But still from an ability standpoint, I don't think there's, you know, a few, the one play that sticks out in my head where I'm like, ooh we when he against the Seahawks, that was a drop touchdown by IU. Outside of that, a lot of it was just like, Okay, he hit the guy. Okay, he hit the guy. It's like, what's his like signature throw? Like, what's the what's the throws where it's just a lot of things that he just. Hey man, I, I did this well, so because I don't see that special, yeah. If this is my only option, cool. But if you told me I had an option at getting Lamar Jackson, that's where I have to push back on. Like, I'm keeping Purdy over. The, the option of lamar jackson i don't know it's an option but just the way that they shot it down it was just like well we don't even think about that because we have purdy and that's why i think they're they they get their stuff in a little pickle
0: i am just a little surprised how much publicly they're just talking about brock purdy's the guy and like that's just pretty much it and and this guy they traded up to number three for, who was ready to be the starting quarterback that has all this talent in the world in trey lance that's they is still an unknown they can't know how good trey, trey lance is yet
1: but it doesn't matter because like, they know I, what Purdy is. Purdy is their cousins. It's insane. So it's insane. it doesn't matter. I think,
0: think that Purdy's closer to Breeze than Cousins. That, that's what I think they think.
1: And, and if he is, again, it's hard to tell. Shoot, year one, year two, year three from Drew Breeze. I mean, wasn't he, we didn't even know it was Drew Breeze, right? Like yeah. when he was at the Chargers, it was like, you know, yeah, he could play. You know, he's a second-round pick. He could play. Um, and, and then, you know, he had the shoulder injury, and he was like, you know, Miami Dolphins were like, ah. Nope, we ain't touching that shoulder. Saints were like, man, our whole city is underwater. <laughs> we'll take him. Maybe he can help kind of flip this around. Drafted uh, uh, Reggie Bush, and and they got things rolling. And then all of a sudden, Drew Brees, Hall of Fame quarterback. So maybe, because again, we're talking about Purdy after one year. Drew Brees. I mean, we didn't even know after three, four years. So, so they jumpers- drafted. They drafted Philip Rivers. What number? I mean, I know it's a weird flip, flip trade thing with the New York Giants, but. I mean, shoes, that's top five. <laughs> so I told you right there how they've, you know, right. felt about maybe the ability or talent of Drew Brees, regardless of the shoulder injury.
0: Yeah. And, and Prime Drew Brees had a better arm than Purdy. All these quarterbacks we're talking about, uh, and probably Cousins too, has a better arm than Purdy. And, and that's where I start to look a little sideways at the 49ers, just be like, look, do you, I, I don't know where this ceiling is, but if Trey hits his, it's better than Brock Purdy.
1: Now you're the hater now, so thanks for taking yeah. the heat off of me.
0: <laughs> just being real, just being real about uh, and, and the way I've the way I've put it with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance is you, me, everybody listening to this podcast, uh, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan included they they can't know there's not it's incomplete there, there's not enough information to know how good either Brock Purdy or Trey Lance is. Right, there's some information to know. A little bit more about Purdy's floor, probably. But then there's an elbow injury that that I think drops that floor out again. So, uh and with Trey Lance, there's an obvious upside there. And, and maybe they've seen enough behind the scenes with Lance to know he's not the guy to realize, oh, man, we just made a mistake. He's not even wired the way we thought he was. Maybe that's part of it. But if that was the case, the Titans ain't calling for him. Texans ain't calling for him. You know what I mean? Because they would know the same thing.
1: I, I don't think it's... Quite to that extent because again, I mean again now that they've seen every practice. I've seen some. And I've seen enough where it's like, man, he does some things good. Like he does there, I mean, like, there's good plays, like there's good throws. Is it not is it the the way that Trey Lance is talked about is drastically different than whatever version of him I see in my head. And maybe I'm, you know, uh uh I think he's closer to Mahomes than than they think he's closer to He
0: hasn't put the amount of bad tape out there that bust quarterbacks have, that Zach Wilson has, right? There there hasn't been that. There hasn't been the the super high-end stuff, but there's been enough on tape. Dude, go back to his last full game that he played in in normal weather. That was the Texans game, end of the year, right? Complete 70% of his
1: passes. Threw the deep touchdown, like, ran for another 50 he has, yards. Like you can be good. He's, he looks like a good quarterback. And he's a rookie. And, and not and ran for another touchdown that got called back. Not saying yeah. that was like, oh, this amazing quarterback, right? Yeah. We're, we're not saying that, but it was just doesn't look like somebody that sucks. Now right. it's yeah. still a level of figuring things out. He hasn't played a lot of football. And I think at different times in that game, you could still see that. But even within, it's just like, this is a talented guy. Right. You
0: yeah. didn't look at that and say, oh, this guy's a bust. Uh, we should probably move on and try to find a new quarterback. And didn't think that about him in the first three quarters of a game with a whole bunch of rain. And then after that, it was monsoon for a quarter, injured. So how could you make a, how could you make a decision about Trey Lance based on how he's played? Unless you really, really were bummed out about what you saw in the entire offseason leading up to last year when he was...
1: Going up against the Minnesota. number one defense in the NFL. Right. I think... I don't think it's so much about him, to be honest. I think it's really more so about Brock Purdy. More and athlete. where they feel Brock Purdy is and what they can do with Brock Purdy and what he has shown. And for them, it's we win games. He's a great leader. We love the way he prepares. And this is, this is all we need to be successful. And for them, like, I'm good with that. So – I don't even think it's as much about trailing. I think there is a, a form of kind of bad luck for trade. Just when you had your opportunity, you got hurt. You broke your ankle. All right. So hey, my bad that this Mr. Relevant guy came in, played extremely well, didn't lose a game, and uh, you know, was efficient, moved the ball, great leader, made plays. So uh yeah, it's not so much your fault, but hey, it's what the situation is. We found and some This is we're gonna roll with the hot hand, which we've seen Kyle Shanahan do on numerous occasions at different positions.
0: We fell in love with somebody else. The heart wants what the heart wants. What
1: what 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 they do with Jimmy Ward? Right? It's like Jimmy Ward got hurt, and all of a sudden it's like, what? Tayshawn Gibson (laughs) didn't who fuck it. They took my job. You know, so you know that's how they roll, which I ain't mad. I ain't mad at it. But that's I think I I think it's more about Purdy than it is actually about like anything that Trey is or isn't. Yeah, now to... fans might see it a different way, but that—that's how I see. It. I don't think it's so much about Trey.
0: I'm trying to decide if Purdy is more because he's a little bit more athletic than Breeze. Is he? Is he closer to Joe Montana? Is where I'm trying to. Is he?
1: Uh, young Drew Breeze could move.
0: Yeah, he was athletic. He was a, a great like tennis player, I think it was, as a yeah. young guy, too. Like he was yeah, a, yeah. he was an athletic guy, underrated there. And, and I think a lot of really good quarterbacks are probably underrated with, with their feet and where how they're able to move. Even Tom Brady was slow as heck, right? Uh, but he was smooth in the pocket, can move. He can move. They can he, move. He, he I saw move
1: how 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 fast is old Matt Ryan? But I saw him last year strike for like a 60 yard run. So some of these guys, It was That's really just
0: weird. Paying attention to him, like, well, he's not going anywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did that a few times in the 49ers too i think that was what the 2019 season where he just yeah. kind of ripped off a couple of runs and i was like what the heck
0: all right crock um john lynch's comments on nick bosa and his comments on purdy and his comments on Ayuk, and his comments on trey lance all very different and i think it's really really easy to read where the 49ers are with all those guys in my opinion Let, let's get some final conclusions on that john lynch presser next Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. And getting to know yourself could be a lifelong process, especially when we're always changing and growing. And hopefully you are growing and changing and try to become a better self of you every single day. And uh, every time you become a new, better self, you need to learn more about your new self. And that's where therapy comes in. All about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or or why we want it and why we react sometimes the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, super convenient, flexible, suited to fit your schedule. You don't have to fight traffic to get there right after work or hit a certain time. Uh, You can just You know, open up your computer and do a virtual visit. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists, by the way, at any time for no additional charge. If you feel like it's not a good fit, you want to speak with a different therapist. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. So when asked about when, when asked about um, Nick Bosa, John Lynch said the hotline is closed. Not <laughs> happening. It's not even that, – that hotline is closed, and it was never open, when, which is not a surprising thing that he would say. The 49ers are not going to trade Nick Bosa. When asked about Brandon Ayuk, Lynch said, quote, we're trying to do something special this year, and Brandon is going to be a big part of that and beyond as well. We're really excited about Brandon. He took a big step last year. Best is yet to come, and he wouldn't say he wanted to speak to the players first with Javon Kinlaw and, and Brandon Iyuk, and he wouldn't say whether or not they were going to pick up their fifth-year options. I think it's all pretty clear that Kinlaw is most likely not going to get his picked up, and Brandon Iyuk clearly will. Um, but he said there's a plan to have Debo and Ayuk together and that's a win now thing and i'm not surprised about that if the 49ers were to trade brandon ayuk even with a, for a really good haul say a mid first round pick and they're able to get a stud offensive tackle that's a move for the future and that's a that's a move for keeping the program going for a long time but if they want to be the best team now today They'll probably put a patchwork, right tackle, offensive line together. Hope McKivitts is is the veteran because who knows if a rookie would be able to come in and beat McKivitts anyway. They'll probably draft somebody to to compete, maybe compete as a a swing tackle and be the best offense that we just saw at the end of the year possible with Brock Purdy once he's healthy at quarterback. That that is the plan. That's the win now plan, so I'm not surprised about it. But I, I I didn't get the feeling that Brandon Ayuk was not available at all. Or that maybe there's some plans that could change in next offseason. We could talk about it again, but if he was to be moved, it would be a, a crazy haul probably if they were to move him this offseason and they want to win now. And and keep an IU is the best way to to keep that offense humming.
1: Definitely, definitely yeah. keep him. I, I do feel like out of the guys that you just mentioned, the most replaceable one is probably Brandon Knight, And the reason why I feel like he's replaceable, not because he's you know not for a wide receiver one, right? Right. I see that like, that's a wide receiver one. Yeah, kind of, but the the targets stay different, right? Like the targets, he, you know, Debo's going to get more targets. Kittle's going to get more targets. McCaffrey might get more targets and then you have him. So he's a wide receiver one in the sense of he does the most wide receiver type stuff, which is route running, catching the ball, like where he does it. But he's not, he's he's legitimately their fourth option, whether it's McCaffrey getting the ball, uh, in the backfield or catching the ball and obviously the other two guys so if I was able to get uh you know a mid to you know kind of high first round pick, then yeah can i uh get you know i i i would trade them
0: you do that so uh to tease a future episode I wanted to do something pre-draft where it was like an either or it was like, would you rather this or this and I think one of those will be and I'll let the listeners kind of ponder this as well, because we got to finish up this pod about the presser, but it would be like, okay, Brandon, Ayuk, or say stud, Christian Gonzalez, stud offensive tackle, plus draft some third round wide receivers, right? Uh, Christian Gonzalez, first rounder and draft some wide receivers. That would uh, be kind of
1: Brandon hold on. Ayuk. Oh, don't answer it.
0: That's for a future All episode. Right. Talk. No, I was going to say, don't answer it.
1: I was going to say Brandon, Ayuk or, Christian Gonzalez and At Perry.
0: Right, yeah, that's what we're talking about here.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't get too enamored with these prospects, Croc.
1: I know. I haven't even. That's why I haven't even watched the top guys like that. <laughs> like, don't do um, it. Gotta be trying to trade everybody.
0: <laughs> so I, I think we're in lockstep trying to decipher what John Lynch is saying. Some of it, point blank, like the Bosa stuff. Of course, Bosa's not available. He wouldn't. He would hang out the phone to someone called Nas for Nick Bosa, right? Not happening. Brand Ayuk would listen, but that's probably not going to happen. They're probably not going to get what they need. They love Brock Purdy. He's the guy. I mean, like it it can't be more clear they love Brock Purdy, and the plan is that he's their starting quarterback. And listening to what he's saying about Trey Lance. They are absolutely ready to trade Trey Lance. Now, they might trade him later. They might rather trade him later, but that's just going to mean he's going to cost less to that team that they trade him to. So I think you can have him now because there was – There was a report from Peter King, I think, and there was a report from Rappaport talking about, oh, they could hang on him to him until August, make sure uh, Brock Purdy's ready to go before they trade him. Well, that's just going to tank. There's there's no sense trading him at that point. That tanks his value. Because if you know he's the backup quarterback at that point and the team didn't get to have the entire offseason and training camp to train up their new quarterback, then, you know, then it's going to be growing pains going into the season. That's another year from his rookie contract that's lost for that new team. And so and, and a team has to make their plans during the draft. So if someone's going to pony up anything for Trey Lance, it's going to be on draft day. Right? Because that's a that's a part of their plan going forward. So if they don't trade him on draft day, then then Trey Lance either becomes the starter or his value tanked and they're not going to get anything for him later. So I, the August thing, I get it from a standpoint of you hold on to him because you want to make sure Brock is ready. But that that's a hold on to Trey scenario. That's not a trade Trey scenario to me. You either trade him on draft night when you get the offers or you don't trade him at all.
1: One of the notes that I wrote down from the presser and it says, uh, maybe I'm paraphrasing something I heard John Lynch say, but uh, Brock's injury makes it more difficult to trade Trey Lance. So yes, that was yep. what I. Whatever he said, that that was what I took away from it at that moment. That mm-hmm. if it, if it weren't for the injury, then they would they would probably be more. It it it'd make it a lot easier to trade him. And I think that's how it was. Yes. The question was phrased like, "Does Brock's injury make it more difficult to move on from?" Uh, uh Trey Lance, and he was like, yeah, you know, you got to take that into consideration, and I'm like, yeah, they would get rid of his ass.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think they still would, but the question is, what would they be asking, and will a team offer it? And with the report last week that the 49ers, the people were calling the 49ers, and the Niners weren't calling other people, that sounded like a bat signal from the 49ers saying, hey, give us some offers, we're ready to trade them, just because the way that trade was worded it sounded like it came from Santa Clara, right? Be- or else, why would it be so worded in that exact right. way?
1: Especially when you hear John Lynn say that it's kind of blown out of proportion. The way that they made it seem teams are calling for him. So, you know, but teams are definitely doing their due diligence, but it's not going. There's no offers on the table.
0: Right. And he said it's uh, yeah, nothing substantive yet, but that might be him, you know, saying, but we're, you know, they're listening. So I would say there's at least a 50% chance Trey Lance gets traded on draft night to me, um, I think. Uh, some other folks, some other insiders were asked, and they thought it was much lower than that. I think there's a pretty good chance. There's there's a, there's a lot of quarterbacks. I, I come back to the Hendon hooker thing. You gonna draft 26-year-old Hendon hooker and spend a pick, I would rather spend that pick on Trey Lance. Yeah, Knowing Trey, everything man. I know about Trey Lance, I would easily rather have Trey Lance than Hendon hooker for the same draft pick.
1: Uh, not a we didn't dive into a whole lot of what they were saying about Lance because we kind of got stuck on the whole, like, what they think of Purdy. Yeah. But, um, which – they have every right to feel the way they do about Purdy. But some things that they said about Trey Lance that I just kind of took note of. Um, they are focused on Trey's ability to compete and play a role on this team. Needed five quarterbacks last year, so they value everybody in that group. So he kind of flipped whatever they had asked him. He, John Lynch did a great job of flipping it to where it's like, hey, all, all the quarterbacks are important.
0: Yeah, all the quarter- we like Trey. We the uh, God, I I don't have it now up in front of me. The his exact words on Trey was the um shoot, it was he's I, expect a, Trey
1: to be on the roster and yeah, we expect to compete. Yeah,
0: I yeah. expect Trey to be here. That was the quote.
1: Yeah, and there was another thing that he said, uh where was it? And just here, it's funny because it's he's
0: not really lying in the when with any of this, but when you hear him talk about the different players he's answering them differently. So clearly he feels differently about him. Like he's like, Oh, you know, well, we expect him to be here and he's kind of talking around it. And then he ask about Nick Bosa, who everybody knows is not available. And he's like, Oh, Nope. That hotline's close. He didn't say that about Barry and I, he didn't say that about, uh, Trey Lance. Right. So there, there's still a big difference. So there, there's something to be taken from it. And I think it's probably not very different than what we thought. And I think he solidified what I thought coming in. They love Brock. Trey's available. Brandon Ayuk. it would take a lot. And they he's part of the plan that they, they want to roll with now. And obviously, uh, they just – I don't know why they – I kind of like that they asked about Bosa, even though we already knew Bosa's not going anywhere. But it just gave us a new answer to kind of compare the other answers to. So I like that they asked that question.
1: Yeah, And the other part, too, which I want to say maybe it was our guy Grant Cohn, friend of the podcast, and he said uh, – or somebody. Okay, I don't even want to say it was uh, uh, Grant. Maybe it was someone else. I can't remember exactly who said it. But they said – did has Trey reached out about potentially being traded if he doesn't have an opportunity to compete? And he said, "No, they haven't had that conversation."
0: Yeah, no, that was Grant, and his answer okay. was, "Nope." Shook his head and looked away. Wait, let, wait for a new question. That was the shortest answer of the entire press conference. <laughs> he didn't even he didn't really say the word no. He's go net nah. and looked around waiting for another question
1: right which is i mean again shout out to grant for asking that question because that is a legit legit question because what have i been saying don't have me here if i don't have a legit opportunity and he kept talking about how yeah trey is ready to compete it's like compete for what you're you're, like it's clear right now what's going on and again rightfully so purdy purdy is your guy but but if i can't compete if I'm Lance and I'm – yeah, he's he's reworked some of his things. He's worked on some different things in the offseason. He's ready to compete, do these things. Let me compete somewhere else where I have a legit opportunity to compete for something as opposed to just coming out here, busting my butt, working hard, learning all these things, you know, putting my best foot forward, doing well. And it's like, well, your well is not good enough because you didn't do it in actual games. So we really had no intentions on really starting you. And, uh, yeah, this is really really his job. But we just kept you because eh, – You know, because we can't. Oh, because Brock Brady was hurt. Like, heck, nah, man, get me out of (laughs) here.
0: Yeah. If 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 I'm Trey Lance or Trey Lance's agent, I thought it would help grease the wheels on a trade away from the team. I I might do something like that before the draft, just to just to just to let the team know it's like, look, if he needs to be, if you're on the fence, we need a fresh start over here because we we don't think we're going to get a legit chance to compete for this job.
1: Right. And and I hate it for Lance who. In this department, I hate for for him, just the the personal side of things, who like is working hard because he wants a real opportunity. Right. Oh yeah, genuine. Yeah. Like I mean, I want, I'm working really hard because I want a chance to start. And they're like, you got no chance, buddy. I don't care what you do this off season. Like, what would he have to do to start? I mean, it would have to be, he's coming out there looking like uh, uh, what's his name, Brian Hoyer in the offseason. season. Remember Brian Hoyer was cooking. So you gotta come out there and look like Brian Hoyer. If you ain't cooking like Hoyer, it's like bro, you got no chance. That's
0: what's crazy is clearly like we've talked about Kyle Shanahan. Like he he treats his quarterbacks like he's a you know a a preteen, like having a, a crush on somebody else, a, d- a different crush every week. All it would take is a good offseason for Trey Lance. Brock's hurt. Trey Lance goes out there and looks good. Over, it's Trey's again.
1: It's all it takes. So that's what it took for Purdy. So so maybe that's what the conversation. John said. We've had conversations with Trey. He understands yeah. what this situation is and the circumstances, et cetera. Maybe it is like, look, if you go out there and you kill it, then heck yeah, like mm-hmm. you, you know, this is a legit opportunity. Hey, we could put even put Purdy on pup for a little while and, and give you an extended run at this. It's it's
0: weird that he wouldn't publicly say that more, though. They've never really publicly said stuff like that. And it yeah, would out out of respect. It her. would help it would help the 49ers to say that. It doesn't really help the 49ers in any way. It doesn't help them trade Trey. doesn't help Trey's confidence. Brock Purdy doesn't care. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need to hear that he's the leader in the clubhouse. You know? So that's – that's it's a little strange that they haven't been more publicly like, oh, dude, Trey, we expect him to come in and, and compete for this job, and he's going to – he's got all the talent in the world. We still – we you know, like over the top. Be uh,
1: They but, don't lie. Yeah. I mean, everybody thinks they lie. They have a hard time. They have a hard time not telling you how they really feel.
0: The other part, the last thing here, John Lynch asked what he wants in his draft prospects. He wants smart, fast, big, tough, competitive.
1: Someone brought uh, brought up like a Witherspoon and Joe Williams and those guys. I obviously went straight to you know Dante Pettis, okay. and they're like, yeah, we you know we figured out those guys. Or actually, I really liked his answer. He said everyone else plays so much like that that the guy that doesn't he will weed himself out by, by himself. Like, you'll know, everybody will know that he doesn't fit in with what we're doing here. And eventually he'll just be out of there. And I, I really I like they've, that. They
0: learned. They were naive. They were a naive front office to start, the way they built this team. I think they've learned some lessons, for sure. Well, and one of those is, is character. And I, I don't think they're going to draft those guys anymore.
1: Right. The, the, the moment I heard, and this is why I think they're naive on Dr. Pettis. The moment I heard him talk, I was like, I mean, talented, and like I said, we didn't we didn't miss on the talent part of it. We missed on the spirit. they
0: kind of did. That's like, the he word wasn't worth trading up to get versus guys that were still around.
1: No, he wasn't worth it based on what he ultimately ended up being in the NFL. But like, if you just watch what he was doing as a rookie. Did they really miss on the talent? Yeah, I mean, whooping guys—they they couldn't touch him off the line of scrimmage. He's killing guys with routes. He had a, what, a seventy or eighty yard touchdown with the run after catch on the big post. Like he he had all that. i mean, he showed like I got it right, I mean, especially he was right. down like, the stretch he when he came back from that knee injury. Because remember, he like bit, got bent backwards doing a punt return against the Chargers. When he came back from that down the stretch, what do he have like over the last five games, like five hundred yards, five touchdowns, whatever was what, like. No, nah, he has—he can play.
0: It was the Brandon Ayuk thing. Remember when John or Kyle Shanahan's oh, like, well, he's, he the was, guy. he's the only guy we had to throw to. So we threw <laughs> to him a lot. Uh, that's what it was. No, but like when you look at young Pettis, you look at him in college and college valuation, even still compared, even with his best is what he did. It wasn't better than Michael Gallup and DJ Chark and the guys that went after him in the second round. So
1: I thought he was a day two guy. though. Like, and I thought he was a second round. Like when I watched Pettis, I hadn't heard him talk yet, but when I watched Pettis, he's a cat
0: person. You didn't ask him that question. All right, I tried I tried to cat. leave
1: that out because I have cats now, so I try to leave. Oh,
0: I, I'm a cat person, but if you you have to be smart enough to know that if you get asked that question at the combine interview, you say you're a dog person.
1: One hundred percent. And I yeah. and, and, and at my core, I am a dog person. I just randomly had cats because it was like a stray cat, so that's the only reason why. it's kind of cool. He's all black, but I'm not a petest cat guy. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even if somebody was like, "Hey, Croc, want to buy this cat?" Like, no, I don't even want. No, I don't want that at all. I got like a, give me a Ken Corso. You feel me? So.
0: I would just, yeah, I, I would say no to all your animals. It's like, do you want this goldfish? Do not want that in my house. Do you want this <laughs> rabbit? Nope, don't want that either. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks everybody for making Locked On 49ers your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Shout out to all the everydayers. Tomorrow, Winky Wednesday. Croc coming up this week. I found my guy for the 49ers. There's a whole bunch of edge guys I've been looking at, round three area. Found my dude. Found my dude. We're, the P. Croc My Guys episode is going to be coming up here pretty soon. Yeah. There's very few episodes before the NFL draft. We're going live after the, the first round, right, Croc?
1: Let's do it. I, and, I got – yeah, 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 we will.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got something else? You can drop something on us? Uh,
1: Bleacher Report.
0: Oh, Okay. Oh, you're going to go live with that, too. Okay, well, check Kroc out there and check. No, no, no,
1: no. Check check me out here first. All right, Locked On 49ers. Let's
0: go. Yeah, here always first. Locked On 49ers every single day. Talk to you next time. Locked On 49ers.